Welcome to the rock. Hey everyone, thanks for downloading this post-game edition of the Black Gold Podcast and of course our post-game episodes brought to you by the one and only Appalachian Commercial Real Estate. You can actually go to AppalachianCRE.com right now. Check out their brand new fancy website. I mentioned this, uh, I think it was last week. Um, I used to um, lead website redevelopment projects uh, in a former life and it's a really slick website. I like it a lot. Um, but if you are in the state of North Carolina and you require any sort of um, help or need or insight in the realm of uh, commercial real estate, you need to look no further than James Milner and his team at Appalachian Commercial Real Estate. Uh, you need to find some new space, but hey, maybe you don't want to buy a building, you want to lease a building. Maybe you have some property, you want to sell it. Uh, maybe you need to buy some space. It really doesn't matter. It's something that you really don't need to be doing on your own and the valuable advice, insight, and wisdom from someone like James will make up um, it will pay dividends down the road because they know what they're talking about. They can help you make a great business decision and be on your side to help you and your business thrive to get you what you need to contact James 828-719-0408. Of course you can call Vortex and again, check out the new website, AppalachianCRE.com. And we thank them for sponsoring the post game uh, episodes. So we only have one more left here with the bowl game coming up, but we're here to talk <laughs> about the uh, Sunbelt championship game last night. I'm your host, Alex Johnson with me as always here on a Sunday morning to go ahead and get this out of our system and process this game a little bit. Uh, it's the world's most famous app state fan, the one and only big C good morning, big C. That's a tough one, right? It's a tough one to swallow yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure was. Um, it's uh, you know, some days we we kind of like to get this over with. Some days we kind of wait a little bit later, and it's you know, today I might not still be ready for this. You know, right? Um, mm-hmm. So this this uh, this could be a struggle. You know, yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot more important things in life than winning, losing a football game, but sure. Still, um, we're big fans, and it it hurts, right? And mm-hmm. you had to watch the game kind of on a little bit of delay yesterday, right? You had to yeah go radio yeah, silent and. <laughs> So, yeah, just, you know, to add a little, um, I don't know, happiness or I guess positivity, just kind of fun, I guess. Fun, fun's the right word to this. So a uh, wedding yesterday, well, my brother made the decision to not wait. He was just going to keep up with it on his phone. And I told him that I didn't want to hear anything. I didn't want him to show me anything. I said, you uh, can't cheer or anything. You can't. I mean, seriously, like I'm going to sit at the table with you at this wedding I don't want you to sit there and go, yeah, or, or like, oh, I, I like, you've got to have to play poker face. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's ridiculously hard. There's no way that's, 100%, that's possible. 100%. Well, he did a really good job, to tell you the truth. Um, I, I, cause I couldn't read him either way. No um, facial expressions whatsoever. I, 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 I was like, to, slowly put your phone back in your pocket. Like, to, to be fair, I, tr- to be fair, once the, I knew the game was over, cause that, you know, 330 kick by the time, like, Seven o'clock. I knew the game would be over at this point. Um, you know, I really didn't try to like look at him a lot <laughs> before that, uh, just in case. But um, yeah, so I, I did watch on delay. You know, watching on DVR is easier in terms of time because you can fast forward through all the commercial breaks and halftime. So I watched the game quicker, but I just felt like I actually got more frustrated because I saw all the frustration happen 
quicker, I guess. It wasn't as slow of a burn as watching it um, in real time. And um, so, yeah, I mean, Charles, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, almost 12, uh, 12 hours ago, well, 12 hours ago, I was laying awake in my bed, can't, couldn't go to sleep. Um, but a little over 12 hours ago, we had just, you know, that game was over. And so here we are having to talk about it to your point. Are we ready to talk about it? Are we going to be able to make all of the, I don't know, correct is maybe the wrong word, but can we make valuable so, insight or whatever yeah. in this short of time? I don't know. We'll try here today. Um, I kind of wanted to get it over with this episode, not to not to slide our sponsor, Appalachian Commercial Real Estate, but these are hard. Post-game episodes after a loss are hard, any loss. I, um, I was uh, thinking last night, you know, have we ever experienced situation like this before like if this feels like you know you had to do something on the entire regular season you play you play an extra game it feels like kind of a playoff game and it kind of has that vibe and then yet we still have a bowl game to play we've never yeah. done that we, this this kind right. of you know the hard thing is going to be get up for another game right because right. probably in a couple of weeks i mean for the players coaches i mean there's certainly there's trophies to be won there's incentives and contracts and things of that nature and uh but it this hurts, you know, because we wanted to win and we should have won and we could have won. Um, mm-hmm. We just didn't have that magic against them this year, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever yeah. reason, and uh, and so I don't. I just don't know if if there's if there's a good way to, you know, you feel one way about after a regular season loss, whether you play great and you lose or you, you play terrible and you lose. But how do you feel when you like this isn't the end, right? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you know, and and so, and you're like, cool, you get to go play an exhibition game, right? And that's that's kind of how it feels, right? Because a little bit, we 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 we, uh, we didn't accomplish our goals, right? That, the whole right. goal is to win the conference. Right, it can happen every year. Right, uh, we've won what ten conference championships since 2005. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So so it's it's hard to say you can't win it every year because for us it feels like we should, right? <laughs> yeah. Not winning happens less often, right? right. Yes. And that's, yes. and that's why it's so difficult. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, I hadn't thought about those points. This is why, this is why it's awesome. Cause you know, Charles and I, um, I think at this point, maybe it's a little bit subconscious design. We don't really talk about the game too much before we record these episodes. It's like unwrapping a present in a way. Uh, <laughs> like you just don't know what, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But I hadn't really made I hadn't really made that connection that I think you you put it so well. Part of the reason why this stings so much is because since 2005 we have won it more, way more often than we haven't won a conference championship. So sitting here at the end of the season, going, okay, so we just we we failed and we failed to to meet one of our goals. Of course, a bowl game is one of our goals, okay. But the most important goal is to win your conference championship. We didn't do it. And so we have to sit with failure. And I think the important question, and probably I'll, you know, we'll dive into it here is like, how, how do you, what do you do with that? Like, what do you, what do you do with the failure of a really a two year long process to get to the top of the mountain? Um, it's hard, you know, to, this, yeah, this, to stay, to stay there is, yeah. You know, that, is, that's what we've hard. always said is um, anybody can win one, right? But yeah. when you're there, it's harder to stay there because you can't slip up. Right. And now and people it's are feel aiming like we're for all, you. Right. And now it's going to feel like we're on a drought, so to speak, or whatever. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Other, you know, there's seasons, you know, 2013, we go four and eight. We knew we weren't winning the conference championship really early, you know, right. October. Yeah. We're not talking about <laughs> December, you know yeah. what I mean? So having that finality, this feels like a very final game to me. Yeah, um, it does. That you don't win the conference championship in the last game you can possibly play against a conference opponent for that mm-hmm. year. Definitely hurts differently. I, I can't remember a year where we didn't win the conference championship. So Connor, um, Sunbelt, where like we had a shot going into the final game, right? And mm-hmm. didn't do what we needed to do. Right. Like we didn't lose it in the final weekend. Right. It was always kind of like, you know, we need some help. We yeah. kind of lost it earlier. So this is why this this emotion for me just feels completely different than probably any other loss we've had to digest. Yeah, it, it feels a little bit like um 2010 Villanova, um, a little bit like 2008 Richmond, where where it's like, man, it felt cut short. Like in 2009, Montana certainly qualifies for that too. That just felt like that. That was anyway. I won't even get into that. Kind of like like this. This can't be it, right? Yeah, right. That's exactly right. Like this can't be it. It's not over yet, right? Because we um the the I think the Montana game was we were heading into the national championship game was mm-hmm. the, the next game. Yeah, Whereas the other ones were a little early. Um, it's like, whoa, 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 this, this, whoa, hold on a second. This is it. This is, we got cut off a little bit. Um, and that's why I, yeah, I think this isn't kind of a new emotion getting into the game though. Charles, I, I'd love to know what you thought about the game itself. Obviously, you know, we lose by a possession. Um, but what, what are your thoughts about the game itself? I was, uh, you know, I, I really didn't want them to score first. I, right. I felt like us scoring first and dictating is how we kind of our formula. Uh, now yeah. it's not always the formula. So sure we've, we've allowed another team, but you can't let grit, like good teams, um, a team that knows how to grind everything out. Like they're not going out there for style points. They're just going out there to win. Mm-hmm. And they got convert. What was it? At first drive, I'm going to remember, I'm going to forget because I'm not looking at the box score right the second, but they convert like three first down, like a third, a third, and a fourth, or yep. you know, maybe not in that order. They were all long yardage situations. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, and this has been the thing about this, may have been later in the game. There was a tip ball later in the game that just like, of course, right? You know, yeah, yes, that was that's the third right. Quarter. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And the running back came and scooped it up. Yeah. Right. Um, we let a quarterback get loose, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I mean, that's just. A, how do we lose to Georgia Southern? You know, in 2019, two busted plays. Yep, two honestly. busted plays. The quarterback got out. Yep. So, whatever missed there, it was a busted play, and it happened. And that, to me, that was the game changer, because that took the game from being one possession, looks like it was going to be a grounded out kind of a game that we were going to actually like going toe to toe with them outside of the first drive. So we, we've seen that script unfold before, but then going down 14, nothing like mm-hmm. kind of a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, you knew we had to fight for the rest of the game. Right. We had to do things differently, even though we continue to try, run the ball. We weren't having like, we were having success. We weren't having great success, but a mm-hmm. lot of the, or a lot of the running came from one cam run and all of Chase's scrambles. Mm-hmm. And that's, in my opinion, that's pretty much it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some we had some good first down runs for six, seven yards, but then like second and three. Like if you want to establish a team, like you know, a team like them who is good in the trenches, you got to win. You, you want to go win that battle. So I think there was some second and threes or some some short yardage situations where we didn't run when we should have. Right, got a little, but you know, once you get to that point in the game, you know, this is not a questioning play calling. It's just my personal opinion. Um, but once you get to the point of the game where you're down two scores, you almost you feel like you're, you're you're fighting with yourself of what you need to do or what you want to do. It's like, hey, I'm supposed we're, we're down. We need to do this, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to sit back. I guess I'd imagine as as a coordinator who's got to call plays and say, but we got to stick to it. And because at some point you're going to run out of time sticking to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was tough. Um, you know, I'm not, it's just weird. It's weird to me that um, it seems like the, the, the way to beat that state is what stop the run mm-hmm. yet. Cajuns told us basically stop the pass, you know, in two games this year, uh, we mm-hmm. weren't good on, we weren't good in the air for what, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and they didn't let anybody appear open, right? They didn't yeah. give Chase an opportunity to feel comfortable to throw a ball that he w- would, um, feel, you know, odds on that it would be completed down the field, right? Most of the yeah. stuff was short. Now I'll tell you, I, now when we go back to the beginning of the, of the game, right? So they scored on the first drive. Um, that ineligible downfield penalty was the right call. But guess yeah. what? It never gets called like that. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that was a huge backbreaker yeah, it was. early because if we get that big crosser to Corey and gets down the field and we're, you know, we're down near the 30, um, they're on their heels. And if we could punch back and go seven, seven there, I think the game's completely different. But from there, it went from that to a long yardage situation and that hurt. Yeah. So a team like Louisiana that wants to grind it out each play has a little bit more magnitude, right? So it's not just another pass pay play you, you call it or just another run. Um, and you're playing in these type of games, every single penalty flag hurts. Yeah. Uh, every time you get stopped for a loss hurts because you're putting yourself behind a change. It's harder to convert. Meanwhile, Louisiana had four or five big plays where they converted those long possessions. And that was, uh, I think, the most disappointing part for me uh, is that. And then, you know, we're 4-15 on, on third down. We were 0-11 in the first matchup. 4-26 for 26 is, is god-awful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty care. bad. Um, you're you're going to be hard-pressed to go 4-26 over two games against the same team on third down conversions and expect to win. Yeah. Um, defense, yeah, we didn't turn the ball over. That helped them keep the score down. Defense played hard mm-hmm. on the field too much because mm-hmm. can't convert. Mm-hmm. And it has a factor, and yeah. you know Bailey gets his run off, Lewis gets his, and that was the and that was you know that's what it comes down to. You know you're going to have busted plays when you're on the field too much. Yeah, I you know it's funny. Um, I'll just I'll remember this forever and ever and ever. So we get home from from the wedding, kids are down, and um, watching that opening Louisiana drive, and you're right, they they convert on two big third downs, and they're down there at the whatever they're 30, I guess, whatever, somewhere in that vicinity, hour 30. And there's a, there's a no holding call on Jordan Earl who is like 
Right. Yeah. Dead. Now here, let me let me take a pause for a second because I don't. I have no idea whether or not like opposing fans will listen to this or whatever, and then roll their eyes and say, "Oh, you know." I do not believe that referees are the reason why teams lose the game. I think that they referees can, depending on the call, change the probability of success. But I don't think that you you know the players have to play. Now, what I will say by this. It, and now this is why I'll always remember it. Opening drive is four and four and three, mm-hmm. fourth and three. And Jordan Earl's like, and I got a screenshot of it. I went back and watched it. He's coming right at Lewis, and you can say, yeah, but is there a guarantee if he wasn't held that Lewis wouldn't escape? Yeah, but here's the deal: coming up further on down the field was Meech, who almost got him, who, who almost got him. So at the very least, Earl would have slowed him down for Meech to come out uninhibited. Uh, to, to grab him, you have to figure that that happened. And there's no holding penalty call. It was so, I mean, it's so obvious. And, I mean, look, you, you can make the case that there's holds all over the place that, that, okay, I understand all that. But, that man, that one cost us. I mean, what happens if that holding penalty is called and we decline it and, you know, we turn over on downs or whatever? Right. You um, don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, but man, that was a to me. I thought at that moment, man, if this is going to be that kind of game where Louisiana is getting breaks like that. Now, granted, Bear Hunter held a couple times. Uh, that was a ineligible receiver downfield. You're right; you hardly see that. Um, but there were just some breaks that just did not fall our way. That and we didn't help ourselves either. I think the left side of our offensive line got worn out um, a lot. To our credit, though. Um, our defense, I thought, played really well. We had, I think, four sacks and I think five tackles for loss, four or five ten, tackles for ten, loss. Ten tackles for loss, according to the ESPN okay. app. So, well, I mean, so our defense played well. Our offensive line didn't hold up the way it has been this year. I mean, really, our offensive line hasn't looked great against Louisiana this year. Outside of that, I think we we have an improvement over last year for sure. Um, but our defensive line didn't didn't play bad. Um, but yeah, I just you know sometimes you get a feeling, Charles. You can't you can't quantify it. But after that, no call conversion on fourth down in their territory. It's like how many of these backbreakers or how many of these I say backbreakers. How many of these like huge moments converting on fourth down in the opening drive to then go down and score touchdown? Is is this going to be a trend? Um, usually, you know, you see moments like that. They don't appear in the first drive and then go away forever. <laughs> You know, right. yeah. they happen. And and then when that tipped ball, you know, flips in the air and they're running, I think it's Bailey, streaks across and grabs it for a 16-yard gain. You're like, okay. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's a throw-your-hands-up kind of moment. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. At what, you know, at some point, you know, it's got to fall out, right? You right, know what yeah. I mean? Like something's yeah. got to drop and hit the ground. Yeah. Um, it. Whatever reason, it just you know, as, as far as that's concerned, it just it was it was their year, you yeah. know. And, yeah, and uh, it, it, and, it felt a, it felt a lot like they were having their version of like what our 2015 was. Like they got over the hump of something. Yeah, you know, they they won their championship, and they've had good seasons before. But we were always the ones to kind of dash it. Yeah, we're the ones to kind of kill it um, at the end. Um, but I mean, twelve and one. Napier's a really good coach, you know. You know, don't let the hit, don't let the door hit you, Billy. Would have tweeted at him, but uh, that wouldn't have worked. He Can't do it. it. Yeah, he wouldn't have seen it. 
but they're a good team. I think I think Levi Lewis um, made enough plays, Charles. He's one of those – he's a difference maker because he can make a play happen. Um, whether he's consistently great the whole game or not, there's, there were a couple times in that game he was the difference that really put them over the, over the top. Um, he's a good player. Uh, and, and we didn't have that. I think you know Chase was kind of running for his life a little bit. He, he got drilled. Several times, and I, that's the thing I really admire. I think um, was it Noah that said this last week that dude Chase takes some hits. Yeah, he stands I mean, in there. He's done that all year. Yeah, really. We didn't start. I, I don't think people really noticed it until like the coastal game. You know, when we we're connecting on those passes, and and uh, you know that that's what makes our offense successful is that you have to you have to back up, and we we ran into boxes all night long that were stacked. Right. Um, and until we can prove in a game that we can hit those deep shots, then we're they're not going to go anywhere. Those safeties are going to keep keep creeping. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I want to say selfishly, selfishly, my, my bad. Okay. I wish we weren't so dependent upon that. It seems like hitting deep shots in order yeah. to be successful. Yeah. I, I, maybe maybe I'm overthinking that a little bit. No, I I think that's fair. Um, I do I do think I think it's a I think it's a fair perspective. I. One thing that um, I can't help but think, and I, you know, I just got to keep, I got, you know, I got to keep it real here for a second. You know, there were so many times, even when Chase, you know, had some time bought for him, he scrambled or whatever. You'd hear the broadcaster say, "I remember this several times in the broadcast saying, Chase looking downfield, no one's open." And it just, Charles, I got, you know, I got to present this. I got to ask this question: If if they're stacking the box and and rushing extra dudes at our guys, that Noah said it. You know, you can't as an offensive line. You can't block if they're sending extra guys. So, if if that's happening, box is stacked, Chase is running, and guys still aren't open. Then, to me, that's not a, that's not a Chase Bryce problem. I'm that's, not saying uh, he's, I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm just saying that's not his right, problem. Right, right. I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying, um, but I will bring up a silly, selfish point of of I think when uh, that's a broadcasting trick. They know everybody at home can't see the whole field. Oh yeah, <laughs> and if the quarterback's not throwing the ball, then some, some, somebody must not be open. I, I yeah. doubt uh, the play-by-play guy is, uh, you know, <laughs> looking somewhere else on the field. They know everything, Charles. I don't know what you're right. talking about. Come on. Broadcasters know everything. <laughs> I don't know what you're uh, talking about. But sure, obviously, he's he's right too. But it gives it, it's kind of like one of those fill-in words. He's like still looking. Nobody's open. Yeah. Um, now, when you watch, when you watch, uh, if you're watching the NFL today, right? Um, you know, so many times you hear that from announcers. Nobody's open, and you're, then then now you won't be able to get that out of your head. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you will. I will say though, um, but if you look on some of those missed deep balls, they're really not that open. Uh, Jalen was not Jaylen, open. Not yeah, Jalen. Yeah, but the thing covered. is, he he slowed down. With that's what's crazy. They showed on. On the replay, like Chase threw it the proper distance, he comes back forward, has to basically restart himself, and he misses it. Um, but yeah, but at the end of the day, when those balls are thrown, they're really not open. Um, and, and I want to give a shout out real quick um, to freaking Thomas Hennigan, um, the ambassador. He's got one more game left in his college career. Um, you know, he's you know we partnered with him back in in fall camp and. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pleasure doing that with him. Um, you could tell he got hurt in that game. Yeah. You could tell he hurt his, I think it was his right arm or left. I think it was left arm. 
you could tell he was hurting. Um, but that dude came in there after all that, made tough catches and just fought his butt off to to get in the end zone for that late touchdown. That was a um, that was an incredible play. Yeah, he's a um, gamer, man, and we're, that's we're gonna miss we're gonna miss that toughness that he has. Um, probably one of the best contended, um, you know, whatever pass contended. Um, I don't know what I, you want to say. I know what you're trying to say. Right. Uh, one um, of the best catchers of the football on 50 50s. Yeah. I mean, he, that are basically coin flips. Right. Um, that we've had. Um, has a high, high catch rate on those. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Shout out to T. Henny, man. We hate that he um, couldn't get a, a ring in his final rodeo, but he's got three of them. He's got three of the, the conference championships, and that, that's nothing to, that's nothing to shake your head at. Um, yeah. So, and another thing too, I want to, I want to touch on this for a second because this, this has been, this has been like kind of eating me up a little bit. You know, obviously get a lot of text messages and a lot of, you know, people got their comments and they want to express their opinion, which is great. But, um, Thomas Hennigan tweet, uh, tweeted something this morning about an hour before we, uh, recorded. He said, Man, that's not the way we wanted to go, but that's life. Blessed to have an amazing team I get to battle with every week. App State football is still a top-tier program in the nation. Let's go win a bowl game. And I think that it's kind of what we were talking about early, Charles, earlier, is um, like how do you respond to a loss? Like how, like what should your attitude be and, and what should your perspective be? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a healthy way to approach things, which is, man, this sucks. But we're we're okay. You hate losing a game. We played a good team. We lost to a good team. Move on and and lick your wounds. You don't have to feel good about it. You don't have to lie. I, I promise you, Thomas Hennigan doesn't feel good about it. Those guys don't feel good about it. But I think the way that they they're responding just shows a lot about that team and, and the mental toughness that they have. Um, I think a lot of people could benefit from that. Look, including me. You know, I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself. At, one thirty in the morning, can't go to sleep. I'm still on Twitter, um, but at the end of the day, it, this is you know, mediocre teams don't win ten games, and we played a really good conference opponent, and that's what we want. We want a good conference, do we not? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what we're that was the plan, right? You know, right. That's why Marshall and and the others are coming is because we we want to move up that ladder, and um, what it will take to win this conference in 2025 may not be the same as it took to win the conference in 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, you're probably going to have to be a better team. Mm-hmm. That's not bad for the league. Um, going down the road, considering what's going to happen with a playoff expansion. Um, certainly bowl tie-ins will be renegotiated at some point, you know, now that the, you know, the conferences are, I mean, you can't have Conference USA have seven bids with 10 teams, right? I mean, that's just <laughs> not going to work. Um, no. no, no and and no. so that will be a little bit of that. And then, uh, you know, the money, obviously, is, is a big part of it and TV stuff. So uh, this is what we want, right? We this, we want competition for somebody in the West. We can't have someone go finish second place in the West and be two and six. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but we, and, and, and for all the, you know, I don't even know if I want to get in that. The Sean Clark can't win a big one yet. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to go down that road. Um, I mean, I just, Scott Satterfield won a lot of games where he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to beat anybody that was good. Right. Yeah. And it was a, it was a bad Sun Belt for a very long time. So, yeah. Um, I think that's a little much, but 
No, I, I, yeah, I think, um, man, you're right. I mean, this could be Pandora's box if we talk about it too much. And yeah, I'm not even saying I, it's not. <laughs> I'm not even saying it's not a conversation worth having. Maybe not for a post game episode. But I, I get really. I mean, I just kind of get sick about it. Um, not sick about it. Like you got to kind of move on from just everybody just that are so miserable uh, about stuff. But at the end of the day, you you can't say things like, I want a better conference. We're the best in the G5. Look how good our conference is. And then turn around and say, how dare you, you know, um, how dare you ever lose a game? And I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I think that our team, uh, I don't think we're worse than Louisiana. They did beat us two times. And they they played a great game. I think that was a well coached game. You could tell it's a really well coached team. They have some really good players. We got beat by them twice this year. Okay, it's just it's the, re- yeah, it's really hard to say that because you kind of look dumb, right? Yeah, when you say or you look like you sour grapes, sore loser, whatever. Um, you're not better than us. We just lost to you twice. Yeah, I know we're the better team. Yeah, well, we didn't prove it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so you got to, you know, you got to deal with that. I mean, you have just, to deal with we, it. We didn't do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and and that's I think my point is, I I think it's really easy in the in an era where we have instant feedback and, and instant, you know, gratification where we say we suck. And then like 10 people like your post about you sucking and it just kind of. It feeds right. a negative feedback loop. And one thing that I've noticed, Charles, I know you've noticed it too. There are, there are the type, I'm going to say there's a type of person because believe me, I'm not, I'm going to call any one person out because I just, I'm just not going to, but it seems to me a personality type where if you are looking for something bad to happen, you will find it and it will drive you crazy. If you've decided uh-huh. it's like the skip Bayless, um, LeBron James situation. Like if you, if you set on a mission to say, this coach, this staff, this player, they suck. And you're, you know, hammer finds a nail. If you're a hammer, you're going to find a nail. Right. And you're going to be actually looking for, it's what I've noticed with people. They're actively looking for bad things to happen. And when that bad thing happens, it confirms their feedback loop. And they actually, in a weird twisted way, kind of feel good about themselves. And that's, that's not good for anybody. Um, I, I'm, I'm really glad that, um, we were able to build, I say we, that App State was able to build a culture that has led to what we have now without Jerry Moore's head being called. Well, maybe maybe people in the 90s were calling for him to be fired. I don't know. Uh, that's actually a great question. But I'm glad he was allowed to like develop into a great Hall of Fame head coach, and he wasn't fired after three seasons. Right? He was given the opportunity to become Jerry Moore, the Hall of Fame coach at Appalachian State. Sometimes you, you – you- you just need the opportunity to learn. Otherwise you're just going to continue to spin the wheels. You know, if you're not actually growing and you're going to be quick trigger happy on when stuff like this happens, like, Hey, that's not good enough. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't think we're having to deal with that. You know, right. we're still, we haven't fired a football coach since 19, you know, the early eighties. You know? yep. So um, yep. I think that's a good thing. So I don't understand the, the trigger happiness of some to say, got to find something better. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. At this coaching carousel this past offseason and the way this college football season unfolded with all the upsets and all the ranked teams losing and all that, I mean, you may not be, you know, you may not be getting a better coach. The yeah. jury's going to be out for a lot of guys this year yeah. who, um, you know, whether you want to talk about Ed Orgeron or whatever, I mean, you may not, you may just not be getting a better coach. You know, yeah. you, you just, 
feel like you are because the other one wasn't doing what you wanted. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to actually get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you could say this. I, I think you could say that about George Southern right now. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, honestly, you can say that about Troy, mm-hmm. the guy they hired. There's no, there's no guarantee. No. Nope. You know? No. Nope. Um, so that's why in the NFL, um, there's still older men coaching NFL, coaching football. It's because they've seen a lot. Yep. And uh, they've experienced it, mm-hmm. and just assuming that you're going to fire off and hung a, you know, hire a 35 year old, and he's going to be better than the 50 year old you just fired. It's not always, not always true. You know, yeah. it's just tough situation being. I'm glad we're not. Glad yeah. we're not. I don't want to be there. So no, I don't want to be there either. I I want to win. I want to win 10 regular season games. That's what I want to do. I want to win a Sun Belt championship. We didn't do it this year. Okay, let's do it next year. Yep. You know. Um, and there's going to be so many other teams. Now there are whispers of uh, of Marshall and all these other teams wanting to join next year, like for next football season. Like there's yeah. rumors of that floating around there. Saw that this morning. Uh, I, I knew that, that that was the case. They were wanting to try to get out early. I, 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 you know, this is getting off the post game yeah, yeah. thought here, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't want that to happen because we've got to go. We're going to be the ones who get screwed by that because we already got a game with Marshall. Yeah. So now, oh no, it's good. You're fine. Go find an FCS team to play. Like that kills yeah. our home slate, right? Yeah, it does. Or, Unless or we can get a way better one. Exactly. <laughs> which is on. You know, it's it's hard to do the way football. Which is just work. just like what we talked about with coaches. Just because. Yep. 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 You're replacing somebody doesn't mean you're getting better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you would imagine that there's probably not. You know, look, FBS football scheduling that's done 10 12 years down the road, not <laughs> nine months. Yeah, I'm, I really I'm pretty hope sure. that we don't have to go find a game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're playing Notre Dame in uh, 2051. <laughs> sure yeah, we'll gonna... see if that follows through. Just like a South Carolina series, they'll never play us again, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they're not coming to Boone either. Good, but we'll keep know. cashing those those checks for uh, moving the game. That'll, yeah, let's that'll do help. it. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of touch on too, just kind of, it just happens. You lose a game. It's a post game episode, after all. You lose a game. Everybody's feeling bad. They go look for things. In my, this is human nature, by the way, to go look for things to validate. <laughs> I should feel bad, right? It's bad, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Um, I saw a couple comments about a recruiting class and how we're only ranked fourth in the Sun Belt. I wanted to pick up on that for a second. Um, last year, 2020, we were ranked third in Sun Belt recruiting. Outside of last year, we've never finished higher. I think than fifth in, in the final recruiting rankings in the Sun Belt. Those recruiting rankings, it's cool to, like, go to those sites and see like the organized lists of we got this guy. He had offers from these teams, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, but at the end of the day, that that's not where you want to judge a program is where they rank on a website. Um, I love looking at the 24 seven recruiting information. I think it's cool. You see where kids are coming from, what offers they have, but that has no bearing like us being ranked fourth in the Sunbelt recruiting rankings. Charles, that year we brought in Darrington Evans, Zach Thomas, and, Akeem Davis, Gaither, and these just slew of just legends. What were ranked seventh, I think, that year? Um, whatever. Yeah, like, we, 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 whatever the, the number is, it wasn't like first or second or no. third. That, <laughs> no. That's that's why development is 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 the key here. You know, yeah. like it, it doesn't matter how many guys you bring in if you can't get them better. When, yeah. When, once they once they step foot to when they leave, whenever yeah. that is. Do we do we want to talk real quick about? Um, it makes sense to me. I don't know if you wanted to talk about the um, the two point conversion attempt strategy. Yeah, yeah, I'm do- I'm down with that. 
Yeah. Um, so basically we scored that touchdown, go for two, don't get it. Um, a lot of people didn't grasp that, <laughs> that, that, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not laughing at anybody. Like I'm not as familiar with that being a trend in the NFL either. Um, Graham Fisher, shout out to Graham, um, former, uh, center for, uh, those that don't believe app state football existed before 2015. Uh, but Graham knows quite a bit about football and he did a good job explaining it on the internet. So basically it's, you make a decision up front. Do are we playing to win or not? Right. Yeah. Um, and so if the decision is we're, we're here to win and the common, I guess, logic, I guess, is, um, when you're on the road, you go for the win. You don't go for overtime. I, I guess that's been pretty typical of a lot of coaches. So once that decision is made, you score a touchdown late, you go for two. It's a stats say it's a coin flip 50, 50, you're going to get two or not. You don't get it. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to go for it anyway. If you score that second touchdown, you have to go for it anyway. Okay. And then you get it, you tie. But if you do get it in that first possession, you do get the two point conversion. All you need is an extra point on the second touchdown that you have to have and you win it. Um, a lot of people, I think their initial reaction was that their head exploded, but I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Once you understand that their decision was, we want to go for a win at the end of the game. You seize momentum too. Kicking an extra yeah. point is, um, not a, a thrilling play, right? Right. I mean, it's, 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 you know, high probability you're going to kick that ball through the uprights. It's not a momentum worthy play unless it's at the end of a game and the score is tied. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, you, you, you when you're down two scores like that, you've got to do that. Um, you you get that too. You get uplifted. You're like, now we can control. Now we're even though we're down six, you know, we kind of control what's going to happen here. Yeah, um, because we're in the driver's seat. Defense gets a boost, um, and their kicker, Louisiana's kickers, have been terrible all year long. Of course, he makes one right, um, and I don't think you want to get into a an overtime battle on the road in a game like that um, against certain teams. You can certain teams. You can't. Um, we had, we're, like we said earlier, we were on the field a lot. Uh, we needed to win it in regulation um, versus seeing how many, how many overtimes and then to get into a two point battle. You know, you've seen how this thing's going at the, what was it? Syracuse Penn state or something like that this year went like, or Illinois Penn state went like nine overtimes and it was just right. back and forth of two point conversions. Right. I don't think it's a great way to end a football game, honestly. Um, right. Still think overtime rules can be redone at right. all levels, but nonetheless, right. Right. yeah, you give yourself a chance to win at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it also, you know, it'd be, you know, I don't know. I'd be remiss to also mention that uh, a lot of talk about like Cam Peoples. Why wasn't he used more? Um, there's been a lot of drama online, which is kind of a theme of just sports today, drama online, um, which just is what it is. About about Cam, you know, obviously Nate was getting kind of thrown away, thrown around there. Um, like I think what's really interesting, Charles, I think that like their defensive line won the line of scrimmage against our offensive line, but I think you know, even though they scored 24 points, I, I think that our defensive line did a really good job um, holding yeah. them too. Um, I really do. I think, I think both defensive lines kind of won their own side. Um, but yeah, you know, Cam, ideally <laughs> you like to think, well, there'd be a difference maker, you know, for him, the bigger quote unquote, the bigger, stronger back. Um, you know, he had the big 43 yard run that he broke off and obviously scores. Um but I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think one thing I will comment on this because I really don't know. Any, I really don't know anything. And anytime you get a bunch of like public comments, like 
cryptic, like whatever to me, like from cam, like he's, he's tweeting out this stuff and it's like, what does he mean? What's he talking about? And everybody kind of scrambles to figure out, is he leaving? Is he transferring? What it, and man, my experience is there's always something else going on. Um, it's not as, as clear cut as you would imagine. So I don't know what's going on. I frankly, I don't want to know. Uh, I really don't, but there's, there's, it's not as clear cut yeah. as, as what you would imagine and doing this long enough. I really don't want to know. However it plays out, it'll play out, but. Well, long story, know. long story short, we were taken out of our comfort zone, right? Early yeah. in the ball game. We, we were forced to do something we didn't want to do. Um, you know, you, you look at the stats, a 43 yard touchdown run is great. You know, you know, um, mm-hmm. but there were seven other carries that went for a total of 18 yards. Yeah. So it, it, you know, you don't get unlimited rushing attempts to just hope, you know, Hey, let's hope somebody breaks one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, you know, there's a few people on earth that can get that. Barry Sanders was one of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't care how many two yard and negative three yard gains he got because eventually that 60 yard was coming. Right. I, I don't think Cam Peoples is Barry Sanders. Um, there's nothing yeah. out there. I yeah. There, that's, that's too, last time I checked, there's only one Barry Sanders. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. We ran at five yards a clip, but, you know, you take out that 43-yard run and, you know, that, that average is going to come down quite significantly yeah. uh, as a team, you know. Um, but yeah. it's been our goal all year to split the carries, um, be fresh, Um when do you break from that when you haven't done it all year? Like, why are you going to practice? Why are you going to start doing something you haven't done all year? doesn't make yeah. sense, right? right? This is game 13. Um, you, you don't, you got such limited time to practice that you're not going to practice something. You're not going to spend a lot of time on something you might use once. Yeah. You know, they yeah. don't practice trick plays like for an entire practice in August. Like if you did that great, cool situational football, we've, yeah. we've won a lot of those battles this year at situational stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah. If we if we go for two and, and get it, and then win on that last drive, you know, we, we if we get that clock stopped one more time, um, and we kick a field goal, everybody's talking about how Sean Clark's a genius. Yeah, um, yeah, and and that's why I think at the very beginning of that that first drive, that fourth and three, them scoring there and then have the opportunity to create a wide enough lead that we had to play from behind. That's why that's so huge because it takes us what you just said out of our element, and that's why I thought that man, if they get up. They get up a couple possessions and they force us to try to score quick and to, you know to to catch up because now you got now you're operating at a deficit. That's not good for us, um, especially against a, when you're playing a good team. Um, that just makes it all the it just makes the situation hairier, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this was good. I don't know, Charles. I don't know about you. This is good for me to, I guess, get this out of the way and, and talk about it. Um, Shout out to all, man, all the seniors that, that you know, gave their all for Appalachian State to come back an extra year for, for this moment. They came up short. This mission, you know, um, it was a failed mission. But, you know, in life that happens. They Thankfully, they have so many other accomplishments that they can hang their hat on. We're, wouldn't trade them for the world. Would, wouldn't trade the season for the world. Um, but this happens sometimes. And it, it, it sucks. Nobody, you don't have to like it. By the way, you just have to figure out a healthy way to respond to it and still still keep your expectations and your standards really high because that's what we have. And, and Sean Clark will be the first one to tell you, you got to win the Sunbelt Championship. That's a successful season is when you win the Sunbelt Championship. Um, yep. Period. End of story. 
and we'll get another crack at it. Last time I checked, we're still in the league, and then we'll still play it next year. So um, we'll go for that. But we got another uh, bowl game coming up. Whispers that it's going to be in Florida, the Cure or the the Boca Raton Bowl. We'll see. Um, anyway, Charles, anything else? I mean, this has been like therapy. Thank you for being my um, my uh, psychologist for the last forty five minutes. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'll send the bill later. <laughs> uh, no, nah. uh, yeah, this is it's. Uh, sometimes you dread doing this, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there are some people on the other end of this who dread hitting that play button sometimes mm-hmm. um, because. You know, but they're going to, and by the time we get to the end of it, um, mm-hmm. it does help. So um, the hardest part is 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 just what you think about. You're gonna have to say, and not actually just getting it done and yeah, powering through it. And, and uh, at the end, you feel good about yourself when you do something that you don't want to do, right? Yeah, because then it gets over with, and you don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> not to say I didn't want to do it, but you know, you're like, no, hey, I know it, I mean, some yeah. people have like a, a fright of like speaking in front of public crowds like, oh my god what i'm gonna say they're all looking at me and just just do it just do, do it. it just do it yes um yeah so it was funny last night i will we'll wrap up here um but last night as we were done watching the game sarah and i were there and she she was talking to me about something else um she's like oh i want to talk about this about christmas or she was like planning things like hey we need to get this or whatever i was like Ugh, i just don't want to like i was irritable and she was too, to be fair. She was, but she just had this thing that she wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. And she's like, listen, you need to like just chill when you talk about this. I said, no, we don't. And she's like, what's your problem? I said, I have to go talk about this crap game <laughs> for a thousand people tomorrow. I don't want to talk about anything else. I just want to like go to sleep. And of course I didn't go to sleep. I just tossed and turned. But um, anyway, it's over. We appreciate everybody downloading this episode of Black and Gold Podcast. Thank you for James Milner for, uh, and Appalachian Commercial Real Estate for for sponsoring our post game episodes. You know, at the end of this day here on Sunday, we'll know where we're bowling and where we're going, and we'll be able to have a, a cool episode here on uh, on Tuesday night. But for now, until our next episode here this week, go apps. Mm-hmm.